Challenge accepted. All right, welcome to another episode of Pick Johnny's Brain, where climbers, listeners of this podcast, send in their questions, whether it's marketing questions, promo questions, artist exposure questions, music business questions, digital marketing questions, digital platform questions, uh, any publishing questions, touring, tour promotion, etc. Anything that's you've got going on in your head as an indie artist, singer, songwriter, indie musician, whatever. Send those in to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Info at daredevilproduction.com. And put, pick Johnny's brain in the subject line. It gets into the right folder. And then I kind of weed through these and answer them as we move forward in the podcast. So, uh, today is, oh, and if, if you haven't done the, uh, done it yet, get the free download, the free PDF, uh, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans and How to Fix That at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. It's a free download. Just click the button, tell us where to send it. And this will help unplug you from c- continuing to make the same mistakes that you, all of your peers, I- including amateur and professional and high-level industry people are making, which is they're not honoring the digital platform and they keep trying to make it look and feel and walk and talk like a broadcast platform. It's confusing and it doesn't work. So uh, this will help. It's a very basic document. It's going to help get you asking the right questions and focusing on the right things so that you can get a more succinct and more effective plan moving forward. So again, once again, that's free to you and we're available for consultation as well. Just email us at info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line and we will get back to you. It's a lot easier to get clarity on your specific plan and connect your specific dots that need to be connected to move forward and create success. If you get a little one-on-one time from somebody that's outside the fray, Some, sometimes people don't understand the assets that they have. Uh, they're too close to it, you know, and this really helps. It, this is something we charge for, by the way. Uh, you, you know, you're going to take at least an hour of my time. My time is very valuable, but it's well worth it. So anyway, uh, let us know about that. So let's get into it. Today is uh, this email comes from Alonzo Soriano. It says, hey, loving the podcast, guys. Two quick questions. First, you talked about direct marketing to find the influencers who are in your niche. How do influencers spread the good word these days? Not so long ago, all the advice was about connecting with music bloggers, but that feels out of date now. Seems like music influencers are really the best dancers on TikTok and the songs they start trends with. If you're not making TikTok dance music, what's the best case scenario of turning on a super fan influencer? Second, you mentioned that basically only young people are even open to discovering new music. Once we hit a certain age, we become too busy with jobs and families to look for the new music and just throw in our go-to jams. So does that mean you should aim at 20-year-olds no matter how old you are? New performer breaking in the mid-40s should be trying to hang out with the youngins. Anyway, super appreciate the podcast and all the work it must be. So thanks, you guys, and to your team. Cheers, some random dude. Uh, Sorry, Alonso, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to read your name. (laughs) But um, hey, these are great questions. Um, Let's start with the second one first. Yes, you need to be 
you need to be, this is a generalization, but you need to be aiming towards the kids. The music industry, regardless of the genre, has always been aimed towards the kids because they're sharing the music, they're experiencing the new stuff, they're getting turned on to it, they're building up their catalogs. It's just a fact that at about 30 years old, that's, again, generalization, but, it, you know, the, the outliers on this generalization are too few to support your artist's career. Let's put it that way, okay? The majority of people are going to have their lives started. They're going to be married. They're going to have kids. They're going to have careers. They're going to be too busy to be hanging out with other friends, getting turned on to new music at the massive amount of rate that it happens when you're young. So... I mean, I can tell you this. I grew up in the 80s. I was, you know, lead singer in a hair band. I toured for eight years. I was an artist first. You'll still find me. I listen to lots of different stuff. Don't get me wrong. But at least twice a week, um, I'm listening to 80. I'm listening to George Lynch, man. I'm listening to some of the 80s stuff. You know, when I'm cooking in my kitchen, I got a big flat screen TV I can see in my living room. And I, it's not uncommon for me to have just a string of music videos, my favorite music videos from that era on YouTube just playing constantly. It's because that, I don't have to focus on it or concentrate on it. And it's good background stuff for me. Uh, you know, unless I'm on a date or something or, or with somebody and then maybe I'm going to change that music a little bit. But the point being, yeah, like your taste has been done. Like this is the stuff you love. And if you go and you talk to your friends, I mean, you know what? Talk to your friends. Ask your other 40 something friends, hey man, what do you normally listen to? You know, and they're going to tell you it's the same stuff you listen to in your 40s. It's, you know, what is it? The 2000 stuff, the 90s stuff. Like that's what you're loving. So, I think that you need to, yeah, you need to be aware of this. Now, does that mean you're not going to get some older fans? No. Does it mean that there's some utilitarian stuff that could happen? Like, um, did a consult one time with an artist who creates music that you would consume when you're doing yoga or meditating? Well, that's different. That's got a utilitarian kind of a vibe to it. Currently promoting an artist right now, um, as the record the podcast, this will be done by the time the, this episode drops in January 1st on Happy New Year, by the way. Um, but it, it, it's Christmas. It's a brilliant Christmas record. Brilliant Christmas record. And it's Christmas. Again, utilitarian. That we might be able to turn some people onto that, too. Uh, older people. But generally speaking, yeah, you want to aim at the kids and uh, make no mistake about it. Like some of your favorite artists. When you were growing up, when you were a teen, when you were in your early 20s, these artists that were turning you on were definitely in their 30s and 40s. Maybe they just didn't look like it. Okay, some of them were really young, a lot of them weren't. Um, that's just part of the deal. So I think, yeah, you want to gear it towards that just because they're the ones that are going to listen to it. And if you're not writing about stuff that's relevant to them, um, then maybe you need to reconsider that or, or, Consider the fact that, okay, this is going to be a very, very, very small audience of people and be able to turn on if only 40-somethings are going to get what I'm talking about, right? And that's a – if you're wanting to succeed, if success to you means that you can make a living doing this and you don't have to have a side gig or a day job, that's not a good business model because you're, there's just not going to be enough 40-somethings who are willing to be turned on to new music and come out and support you 
that are going to do that. Now, I can be proven wrong on that because certainly you don't have the gateway of radio to do this and you can reach other people like that. And it would actually be a very interesting experiment and a very interesting story behind somebody who was succeeded in turning on a bunch of, you know, 30 plus, 40 plus somethings into a packed house, whether it's a small club or a you know, mid-level venue or something, uh, just fall in love with some artist because of this or that. Um, you know, it doesn't mean they don't go out or whatever, but man, it's hard to get in there. It's hard to to compete with the catalog that became the soundtrack of their youth, right? So that stuff makes it really important. So that's the way I would kind of I would kind of gear that. And and I think you got something in your forties to to share, right? So depends on how you kind of kind of jive with that. Now, talk about the first one. You talk about influencers. I, boy, I, Alonso, I couldn't agree with you more that, you know, connecting with the music bloggers. You, think about why connecting with the music bloggers was a good idea. Now, it's not a bad idea to connect with music bloggers, but it seems to be like one of the main focuses that the industry had because they that's what they would do with magazines, right? That's what they would do. That's the old way that they would do it. And when you had a captive audience and magazines had millions of eyeballs looking at them, whether it was circus magazine or this magazine or that, this genre, that genre, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, but they just, they don't have that kind of influence anymore. Not even Rolling Stone has, I mean, they're, they're, they're consumer, they're, their consumption's way down. Why? Because everybody else is getting it online. They're doing it elsewhere. So, again, it doesn't hurt to have it, but you're right. I don't think it should be your main focus, okay? And, and, and frankly, the music bloggers are going to be much easier to turn on to you when they see that there's a party going on and there's a bunch of kids that are digging what you're doing. That's, that's, then it's worthwhile for them to blog about. So um, who are the influencers? I think the context of the comment that you, that you heard me say was... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon.
Speaking specifically about data, like if the music industry had any data, much less all the data of all the end users who purchased their products, it would become very apparent very early on who the influencers were, right? So when you were growing up in your mid-40s, you're in 40s now, when you were growing up as a little kid, when I was growing up as a little kid, uh, you know, teenager, I'm going, I'm buying music now, I'm buying records, I'm going to the record store. Every single mom and pop record store or every single big chain record store had that kid, that one kid. He just didn't know what the heck he was doing there. He was baked out of his mind 24-7. Didn't seem to have a job, but he was always in the record store, always hanging out. And he knew, like Tuesdays were the day, right? That's when the records came in. He knew what was there. And he would influence your decision. And and you probably welcomed that, you know? Like, I was in, like, what's happening, man? What's really cool? Oh, dude, this just came in. Check this out. Like, you're going to love this. This, You know? And he's, like, in the know, or she's in the know, and you kind of appreciated that. Maybe that person was just the dude who owned the record store, right? Um, that's how I got turned on to Mother Love Bone. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. That's how I got turned on to uh, Pearl Jam, because I love Mother Love Bone, and Andrew Wood died, and I was all bummed out, and he's like, well, dude, check this out. This is Mother Love Bone with a different singer. And, um, you know, wow, that was a great album, 10. That was amazing. Um, so that was, you know, my guy at the record store. So who are the influencers online? Like, you don't necessarily need to have dance music on TikTok, by the way. I just think you need to have, like, a hook that kind of catches on. And it's never going to catch on with whatever music that you do unless you put it on TikTok, right? It's never going to have an opportunity. So I think you need to play with that. I think you need to play with some different kind of duets and really just consume that that platform and see what they're doing. The, the lyric reels that we talked about two weeks ago on Pick Johnny's Brain, those are kind of a cool new thing that you could absolutely utilize and formulate and make your own. And if you got some killer line, you just drop that one line and, and blow people's minds, you know, and, and talk about it. Um, however you want to talk about it, whether you want to reveal what you meant or not, that's up to you, but talk about it. You know, talk about it in the way that, in the manner that you want to talk about it. Um, but from a data perspective, I think you would be able to see who the influencers were, right? They would be easily identified as these are the people that are always coming on board first. They're the engaging first. They're sharing first. They're the, they're the ones who want to be first. They're what I call the pioneers or the early adopters in the music industry. They have to be the hardcore fans, right? And, and, this is a big example, and there's my, millions of microcosms of this example, but if you think about Nirvana, the, the, the Nevermind record, the first 300,000 records were purchased by people who really freaking love Nirvana. These are those influencers. These are those, those, those pioneers, those early adopters. That was the party that was started. But if you, if, if you go on, the other 9.6 or 9.7 million were purchased by people who really want to be identified or want to identify with people who love Nirvana. So it becomes like a party um, and it becomes a following kind of a thing and it, it, it reaches a point of critical mass. So there, now that said, there are influencers that are, you know, there are companies out there like Live Nation before COVID was doing a really good job with this, where they're finding influencers, they're finding music influencers, they're paying money to, uh, you know, we've had a couple of our artists get paid to post about 
you know, a Bon Jovi concert or something like that, right? Because they're using social media and influencers and and there's a big, big trend that's been going on for a couple of years now to get away from the big influencers, let's say like a Kim Kardashian, and moving to micro-influencers. And a micro-influencer is, let's say, an account with this highly engaged with less than 10,000 followers because you're going to reach more people. Um, you're going to reach more people in that regard. And, uh, you know, whereas you're going to pay Kim Kardashian a half million dollars to make a post on Twitter, it's going to be there and gone in a heartbeat. And you're going to get a lot of exposure for that, no doubt about it, with you know, maybe she's wearing your product or something. But uh, you're going to get a lot more reach. You're going to get a lot more juice, a lot more mileage out of that same ad dollar if you do, uh, you know, 500 different micro-influencers for the same, for a thousand bucks a piece, right? So um, I think that's the idea. Now, how do you, how do you find them? I, uh, I, I think you know who they are. They're the, they're the usual suspects. These are your super fans and you treat them like gold. These are the ones you really got to engage with and interact with and help and do whatever you can do. Give them that free t-shirt because they're probably going to take a picture and put it on their social media or whatever. Uh, you, you've got to treat them differently. And I think that, you know, it's my belief that if you had all the data, you knew who the end users were, you knew who was er always early to the party, that you could break an artist for a lot less money uh, going down this influencer road than as opposed to trying to do terrestrial radio, like P1 radio. Um, I, I think that's a second stage rocket now. I think there's a place for that, but it's, it's no longer... The place is no longer launching artists. Like, we got to do it a different way. So, hope that helps, guys. Uh, once again, download your free PDF, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans, and how to fix that at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny. And just tell us where to send it. It's yours free. And we are available for consultation. So, reach out at info at daredevilproduction.com. Put consultation in the subject line. And we'll get something on the books. We do charge for that, but it's worth it, right? Anyway, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, guys. Let's uh, thank God 2020 is over. Let's get on with 2021 and get back to working, okay? Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Social, 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 social media. Social media. Social media. Challenge. 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 Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points.
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 